Hello, everyone. Welcome into another edition of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, joined by Derek Terry of the Cats Paws. Uh, Derek, Kentucky falls at Auburn 29 to 13. They, they couldn't overcome turnovers, a blown call by officials, and uh, kind of just spiraled out of control there for a, for a short period, and Kentucky just couldn't overcome it. Yeah, really an interesting first game, I thought, for Kentucky. Uh, We'll get into some of the big topics overall. Um, some good. I thought some things to build off of for sure. And uh, on the other hand, some things that uh, – some issues that I had thought could be issues coming into the game that turned out to be true. But overall, Kentucky went into today's game in the fourth quarter with a ball and a chance to take the lead. You know, I had a chance to tie at the end of the third quarter, I believe, whenever they scored the touchdown. And – didn't convert the two-point conversion, but that was uh, one of those type games that I didn't, you know, it was kind of weird. At times I felt like Kentucky was the better team. Then at other times it kind of felt like Auburn was, was you know, pretty clearly better. But at the end of the day, didn't feel like there was a 16-point differential between those two teams. No, the, the final score doesn't reflect how close this game was played today. I, I think from the from the very beginning there, after Kentucky scored the initial touchdown on the opening drive with Cavassier Smoke, which was a really impressive run, thought he should actually get more carries than what he did. I'm sure we'll get into that. Uh, but then Auburn matches it, and then they run some trickeration there uh, on special teams and go up. And from that point on, I just felt like I knew at some point Kentucky was going to try to chase points. And honestly, when you look at the call with Chris Rodriguez, where he clearly looked to be in the end zone, I don't know what officials were looking at on that call. I don't know if they thought his knee was down, but I didn't think it was. But it felt like, Derek, even though Kentucky was right there and sort of had controlled the game, I felt like they just they were chasing for most of the game. I agree with that. That that was the play of the well, it was the play of the game. But when I say that. It's not to minimize that you had a whole another half. And then uh, some people aren't going to like this phrasing, but they did somewhat catch a break that that touchdown that Auburn returned on the very next play or two plays later. Terry tried to sneak it in after the uh, Rodriguez run. He was stuffed, and then they tried to throw it on third down. It was picked off. Obviously, I'm sure most of you listening to this watched the game. Returned for a touchdown. That was called back on a targeting call, which they saw when they went to review the whether or not the runner stepped out of bounds. So regardless – you know, if you're Kentucky, the dynamic of the game, you're right. And Gus Malzahn made that note in his postgame press conference. When you get, you know, you give up a touchdown right after you score and you think, okay, 7-7, seven, seven, no big deal. And then they convert on a two-point conversion simply because you don't cover somebody when they show you a weird formation. It did feel like they were kind of chasing, you know, just kind of playing an uphill game. It just changed the dynamics, basically. It did. I think I think so. I, I thought when Kentucky went up seven nothing, I was like, okay, this is uh, this is an early score. You know, something that I had talked about earlier in the week that I thought was key in some of those big wins in recent years was they would score first and then get some momentum out of the half. Uh, the Rodriguez play, though, Derek, when you look at that, I mean, yeah, Kentucky still had opportunities in the second half. They started with the ball. The score was the same. Nothing changed. Yeah. But how much of the mindset do you think it? It changed though, where they could have gone up fourteen to eight and get possession to start the second half. I, I mean, I'm sure that had to change the mindset. It absolutely did. I mean, that's a big play, and that's not going to make anybody happier on that sideline. I'm sure by now they've seen it. They probably saw it at halftime, honestly. Um, 
that's just a big, big mistake by the officiating crew. Um, that'll be one that Mark Stoops will will send in, and he said he didn't get a very good explanation from the officials. You know, I thought maybe if they were looking at if Rodriguez's knee was down, then I don't think that really lines up where the spot ended up being. It was just like they blew him dead on the forward progress, but that wasn't – it was just a bad call. I mean, it's a game-changing type call. If UK gets that momentum boost, you're up 14-8, to eight, assuming the play, uh, point after is good, you get the ball back. There's really no time for Auburn to do anything. I think they were under 30 seconds at that point. So really no time to do anything. And you're 14 and eight and you, you can, you're a ground and pound type offense. You kind of got it where you want it. Um, I, I was, I, I thought if they could come out that first drive in the second half, move the ball, put up some points, I thought it would really kind of alleviate any kind of negative feed feedback or whatever, whatever you want to say that had happened to the team because you erased that, you got your points, you're up, but it didn't happen. They went three and out. Next possession, Bo Nix did that uh, pooch kick thing again on the punt, and that that possession was basically wasted because you're starting on your own side. And it, that was a tough call. And, I mean, I know Gus Malzahn was hot that they took the touchdown off Robin's side, but really he should have just been happy that they were in a spot that they were still ahead because, I mean, that was a – a gift that I have not seen in a long time in the SEC, a missed call on the field, and then a review also doesn't get it right. Just really uh, unexplainable and a, and a terrible miss, I thought, by the SEC officiating crew. And, and two, when when they came out and they said the call on the field stands, they weren't really clear on what was what it was that was right. standing. Was it the spot? Because if, if they were looking at his knee, that was the only thing that I could have even thought at the beginning is why they – you know, rolled him down or rolled him short of the goal line. Uh, Derek, in, in the post game though, you asked the question. You asked Mark Stoops if if this game if if was sort of dictated the way that they wanted it to play. I, I think it was for the most part. Even to that point, I looked over at uh, your guy Daryl Bird and I told him I said this score and the way this game's being played it favors Kentucky. It's eight seven right now. This is before the touchdown was where they didn't give Rodriguez the touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did everything that they wanted to do, I thought, in that first half to put themselves in a position to have a chance in the second half. But it seemed like from that point on, they just couldn't get – they couldn't string anything together. Well, the final stats, Kentucky had 384 yards. Uh, they outgained Auburn. Auburn had 324. UK outpassed them, although it took eight more completions for Terry to barely edge out Bo Nix, uh, 239 to 233. UK outrushed them, had fewer penalties. 12 for 19 on third down. That is hard to believe if you are that efficient on third down and only finish with 13 points. But the turnovers, that's that's the, that's what we'll move on to now. The, that is there, – there are a few other things we'll talk about that was probably the difference, but the turnovers are big ones, especially Sean in the fourth quarter. And it's not counted as a turnover, but you have the sequence of third and five, still down by two. Terry Wilson not even hit, but fumbles – as he just tries to spin, uh, just just pretty much drop the ball. And then uh, Auburn converts on that. The next possession, a fake punt happens. Kind of confusing as to why that happened. It sounds like it was on – sounds like it was planned for the play had Terry not gotten the first down or fumbled. If UK would have been stopped short on that, they would have run a fake punt there. Instead, I guess Max thought it was still on on the next drive, tries that, Auburn scores again, and that's the ball game at that point. Uh, 14 quick points. You don't really make Auburn work for it because they're starting both those drives deep in your own territory. 
And at that point, with the way UK's offense is, they just weren't going to be able to come back. But they drop down at the end of the game. Demarcus Harris is inside the 15 or whatever, and he, he really a, a bad fumble. Just just very easily got it knocked out. You just can't have that. And uh, who knows if UK would have scored, but it's another – I mean, as hard as it was to believe, it was still just a two-possession game at that point. I mean, it's a long yeah. shot. It's a very uphill battle. But if you score there get the two-point conversion, you've got around three minutes left and a chance to kick an onside kick. Yeah, and I apologize if anybody can hear any background noise. I'm actually sitting outside the stadium here. So if there's cars and things going by, I apologize. But, uh, they, Derek, we knew going into this game, too, that Kentucky had some red zone issues in fall camp. We had heard some of those things, and obviously they, they came up short a few times where they were in position to score. Even going back to the first half, I know they didn't get in the red zone, but the Keaton Upshaw holding call that backed up and sort of negated that drive either. Uh, they just didn't – I don't think they really helped themselves out a lot today. Uh, I want to ask you one thing, too, about Terry Wilson's play is going to be a big topic this week. We all knew that was going to be uh, – overall for a first game, Derek, I don't think that – he was horrible. I, I I think that he honestly, if a thing, if a couple things had gone their way, maybe he was good enough for them to win this game. Uh, does he need to be better? Absolutely. The the fumble. I don't even think anybody caused that fumble. I think no, that he I'm just sure. dropped it. Uh, ball security. Uh, the the ball that on the interception that they ran back that eventually got negated by the targeting call. I'm not really. I didn't really like the call. Uh, then he threw the ball out of bounds on the two-point conversion. But honestly, you even said this, and I agreed with you. I think that that was in the back of his mind. that He's like, okay, don't throw another one short and have this thing return to the house for two points. Uh, just how, how did you assess his first game back in, in over 365 days? It's been, I think it's been like 380, 390 days since he's played a football game. Yeah, you know, quarterbacks are – said every game, every year. I mean, quarterbacks are – get more praise than they deserve and they probably take more blame. Um, I think he probably, to be completely honest, might have surpassed my expectations throwing the ball. Uh, I thought he looked comfortable. Uh, You know, I do feel like he's lost some of that explosiveness in the run game. It just seemed like on a few of those runs. I mean, when Terry, before he got hurt, he was like fast, fast. I can remember that run against Murray State a few years ago, and I know it was an uh, FCS team, but he just like, you could tell it was legitimate speed. I don't know if I really felt that today. He still ran the ball 13 times, hit 42 yards. But I guess, Sean, overall, the big – and I talked about on the podcast numerous times, like could Kentucky's wide receivers in the passing game, can they make enough plays to be able to beat teams like this? I wasn't there and I was not very happy today with the replay angles. Didn't really see a whole lot. So it's hard to tell kind of on some of those sacks whose fault it was. Yeah. Still probably needs to be a little bit quicker going through reads, but for the people who are calling for Bo Allen like right away, I, I, that's that's just not really necessary. And I, I thought it was somewhat disrespectful that the SEC Network spent the final five minutes of the game. I don't know if you even know this, but they spent pretty much the final five minutes of the game discussing Joey Gatewood and Bo Allen as to like what might happen next for Kentucky. Um, coming off an injury like that and not playing in over a year, I think there was honestly a lot to grow on, but I will say this. These next two games against Ole Miss and Mississippi State, if the offense, you know, isn't producing enough points or whatever, then maybe you can have that kind of discussion. But at this point, you put up 384 yards. You you might look back, Sean, and see that that was one of the best offensive games in terms of yardage anybody has against Auburn. So that that is pretty good. Also, that's probably quite a bit more than they put up in some other SEC games in Terry starts. So 
some encouraging things. If you can convert some more of those red zone opportunities, this is kind of a different game. So overall, I think pretty surprised that he they probably played as well as he did. Yeah, there, there's no reason to you know, warrant quarterback change. I mean, I, they knew that there was going to be some rust there. Some of the decision-making, Derek, when you've not played live football reps in a game where someone's coming at your, your neck, uh, those decisions have to be immediate decisions that you make, and that's just going to be with the flow of the game, with him getting more snaps and getting more games under his belt. I want you, though, these next two games, uh, next Saturday, Kentucky Ole Miss, that – it's the biggest game on the schedule just because they have to win uh, if they're wanting to do anything special because there's still wins on the schedule. They're, I still think that they stack up well. If, if this is indeed a top-ten team and one of the better teams in the conference and in college football, you can't really feel too bad. You can actually look and say, well, we beat ourselves at points yeah. in this game. Uh, I feel like Kentucky, do you think maybe they abandoned the run a little too quickly at points there? Uh, I think they ended up finishing, what, 4.1 yards per carry on the day. Uh, and, two, the end, Terry's passing numbers are going to be inflated because of the way the game played out in the second half. They had to throw the ball a lot. But the game plan was, Derek, to get the ball out of his hands and get at those receivers. But, ultimately, that's where Kentucky lost this game was at the skill positions. Uh, they couldn't match what Auburn did on that side. Uh, Kelvin Joseph, that was a tough matchup for him today. As you said, you texted me during the game, he won't play. He won't face receivers of this caliber until he sees Alabama again. But uh, Auburn's skill players definitely made the difference in this. That's still the, the that's what I've been trying to hint at. Like that's the biggest glaring difference right now with UK and some of these other what you would consider upper echelon teams. Josh Ali ended up having a nice day. Uh, nine catches, 98 yards. That's not that's pretty solid. Now, to be honest, those might be career highs for him. I would about guarantee that they are career highs for him. But uh, you know. There, I have a hard time because I've not. I love going back and watching games again. What I say on this podcast, I might watch the game again tonight and see some things that I didn't notice first go around. I thought in UK's passing game there were some encouraging things that happened. Um, you had Alan Daly make a big play on a third down, um, nearly scored. I think it was on a third down. Akeem Hayes had not only his first career touchdown, he had one other reception that was a pretty nice catch and run. He finished with two catches for 24 yards. The other one went for uh, 16 yards. So they threw the ball quite a bit. I really liked what they did with Rose out of the backfield, throwing to him. Uh, They had the one play where I think it was an audible from the sidelines, and UK sent two guys, I believe, that were on the outside to the left. They ran more or less slant routes, and it freed up the whole left side for Rose to go to the backfield, make a catch and run. He's a weapon in that regard, but Seth Williams – that, that's your difference. Uh, a great throwing catch on his first touchdown. Bo put it up in a spot where no one from UK could get it because that was not bad coverage. I mean, UK had guys there, and that's just a great throwing catch. Same deal with the catch over Joseph. That's just a, a great wide receiver making a play. And UK, for as well as they have done, and you can see it, it is evident, they have recruited very well on the lines. They, they did not get run over by Auburn. Matter of fact, um, which Auburn knew they could throw the ball successfully, but Auburn was held to 91 yards. Uh, on the ground on 30 rushing attempts. Pretty solid. Pretty good job right there by the UK. But the wider season, you know, they have not, skill position-wise, they have not recruited up to par of some of these other schools, and that's kind of the next evolution, I think, for Stoops. It has to be. that. That's the next step. If you want to beat these teams like the Auburns, the Georgias, the Floridas consistently, you, you, have, to, you have to have talent on the outside. And 
Uh, Derek, early on in that game, too, Kentucky secondary, they missed some tackles that I think we sort of expected in, in a way because we don't really know how, how how much tackling went on in fall camp. I, I don't really know. So those are the ones where you're in space where you have to win those one-on-ones. Uh, you mentioned the line. Kentucky certainly did not get pushed around. Uh, but the only way that you beat these teams like this when they have those elite skill position guys is you have to play turnover-free football and you have to capitalize on your opportunities. And Kentucky did not do those two things today. Uh, granted, now, I'm going to have to go back and watch this entire game, Derek. This was the worst press box setup for instant replay. I had no view of a video board. And where we sit on the front row, there were all the TVs were behind us. Uh-huh. So I didn't – anything that happened today, I did not get another look at it. The only way that I knew the touchdown there with Chris Rodriguez that should have been a touchdown is I was looking right down on it. And I was like, okay, he's, he's a foot and a half in the end zone. So I'm going to have to go back and watch this game, and we will be back on Monday to address exactly what went wrong. I'm sure we'll have some uh, we'll have some quotes from Stoops, too, on Monday's episode. But, Eric, uh, I guess you told me you were going to be a little bit easier on them than what a lot of people are right now. I think the reaction, the negativity is coming from that's just how much this program has changed that fans went into this game thinking they were going to win this game today. Yeah, I mean, we both picked them. Uh, I feel pretty confident in my pick. Uh, and if some things shook out differently, I think UK would have been right there having an opportunity to win. I just don't think there's – I mean, I didn't see anything today that would make me jump away from my six and four prediction. What it comes down to now is you have four games that you have to consider potential upsets uh, to really, have, I think, have a special season. Well, maybe five. Uh, four left, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, and Alabama. I don't think you're going to beat Alabama. Uh, Georgia is actually losing right now as we record the 7-0 to Arkansas. So they're going to have some issues probably that you don't think this game's – you don't write that game off yet. I think there's there are a lot of things to build off from this game. And uh, next week's going to be a fun test against Ole Miss. They put up some points today. Also gave up a ton of yards. So we'll talk about them next week. But I guess some of the last takeaways I want to throw out here before we leave. We mentioned a little bit earlier with Smoke. Got to get him going. To me, if there was any kind of disappointing thing from the offense, it's that Eddie Grant said, and we didn't talk to Grant, coordinators were not available after the game. He said that those waters, or those running backs pretty much knows how, they know how it goes when the hot hand gets going. Smoke had that. He only ends up with seven carries, and two of those were out of his own end zone where he got basically nothing. So he finished with 62 yards, had the long touchdown around 35 yards, 8.9 uh, yards per carry. He should have been the guy to get going. For whatever reason, Rodriguez, he did, didn't have much today, uh, only 13 yards on nine carries, and then Rose averaged 3.1. Uh, he had 10 carries for 31 yards. Did did Vito Tisdale he didn't play. play a snap today? Okay. No. So I, I, that's another good point. Uh, go ahead, Sean, and I'll bring it up after. Well, the thing – that's what I was getting at, too, is I'm, I'm sitting there – and like I said, it, it's a different view here at this press box at Auburn. We're actually in the end zone. So there were times I, I couldn't see numbers. I didn't have binoculars on me. And I was like, you know, for a lot of talk there, I really was surprised that he didn't get a snap on the defensive side. Yeah, I was surprised too. Some of the freshmen, true freshmen, I know that did play. Um, Isaiah Cummings made an appearance on defense. Derek Jackson got at least one series. I thought he looked apart. That was a kid I didn't know a whole lot about just because he was one of the unsung guys from last year's class. I'd actually seen him at UK's camp last summer when he got the offer, but um, I believe Jatah McLean was playing special teams. There was a 17 McLean 
he's listed at number 23, I think, on the yeah. roster. But there was a, I think that was him. Um, and I'm probably forgetting a few other guys. But overall, uh, I, I didn't think it was you know a horrible day. And keep in mind, like this is the first game of the season, and you have to play what I would probably consider at worst the fourth best team you'll play this year, possibly third, even higher. We'll see next week when they play Georgia. You might get a better feel for how good Auburn is and what they can do. But anything, Sean, maybe that disappointed you, that you didn't think uh, going into the game you felt good about and maybe that didn't happen the way you thought it would? Well, just maybe my my own personal prediction that we could see a fake punt for Max Duffy. You remember me saying that? And we, we saw it. It almost <laughs> happened. Uh, you were correct, though. That was Jutan McLean at number 17. I just looked at the, the depth chart today, and that's that's his number here. They actually listed three 17s on the roster. Torrance Davis as well, right? That's what I thought it was at first. I think he's Yeah, Torrance Davis, Jutan McLean, and Patrick. Yeah, quarterback. Walk on yeah, quarterback. quarterback. Um, no, I I thought on the defensive side, one one quick note here. I thought Josh, I thought Josh Pascal played well. I yeah. thought he he really he made some nice plays. Like you said, both lines, the line of scrimmage, Kentucky controlled that. Derek, that alone in itself, I think, bodes well for Kentucky and more than fifty percent of their matchups the rest of the year. I think they're going to be able to control the line of scrimmage and and sort of dominate some of these teams. But they're they're going to have to get more out of the skill position guys. The, the secondary is going to have to be better. As much, you know, positivity that, that they've had and some praise and, you know, boss man fat, you know, Kelvin Joseph, uh, as much praise as he gave himself in the off season, Derek, uh, anybody like that, they're, they're going to turn on the tape and be pretty disappointed with the way that they played and, and made some plays there. So I'm, I just chalk this up as it's game one. Sure. It's a shorter season, but it's still a long 10 game season and Kentucky just has to find a way to get back on track next week against Ole Miss. Yeah. I mean, I think Joseph just drew a really tough assignment today, but it tells you what they think about him though. Matching him up against Williams. I mean, he was on him pretty much the whole day. I think for a time, Jamari Brown, I remember one snap was in there against him. Joseph also had a really stupid penalty where he, uh, on a false start by Auburn, he just shoved the wide receiver for pretty much no reason. And it actually, instead of a five-yard loss for Auburn, it ended up being a gain of 10 after the personal yeah. foul in UK. So that was silly. Um, square, huge fourth down play, stuffed the run. That was good to see. Um, as it is, like I think there's 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 some things to grow from on this game. And I get the, the frustration from fans because that was a very winnable game. And uh, – just didn't really give themselves a chance there with those fumbles and, and turnovers at the end of the game. And the, the big play, you know, like we said, it's a different game if Rodriguez scores right there. There's a situation to handle it. It's different. But you had, other, you had a whole other half to play after that, and it didn't really go your way. But I, I still feel pretty pretty strongly that Kentucky is going to be a, a very solid SEC team this year. And I hope for uh, Terry's sake that – he can play a pretty good game next week, but he's going to need some help from his wide receivers as well. And uh, looking forward to watching this one again, again though, Sean, and, and seeing some more things. Coming back Monday, and we can finish wrapping it up then. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll dive into this thing a lot more on Monday. There will be some media reaction, I'm sure. We'll, we'll know what exactly happens in the nightcap of the SEC. Uh, Derek, I predicted 7-3 and three preseason, and I said 6-4 and four would be a great year. I, I still think Six and four is still very much in play. Oh, yeah. uh, you have to pull off one of those, you know, upsets somewhere maybe. But 
seven and three, I don't think it's necessarily out of the question. If Auburn is a top ten team, Kentucky, they do have some things to feel good about. I think the fans need to uh, stay locked in with this because certainly it's not worth jumping ship over a 16-point loss at Auburn when it really wasn't a 16-point advantage in favor of the Tigers. But Kentucky has two big games. It'd be it'd be big if Kentucky can win the next two and go two and one against the West in this first part of the schedule before they play the Georgias, the Tennessees. Uh, there's still a lot of football to play, Derek. Uh, we really don't know how this thing's going to shake out in the SEC. We don't. I mean, I'm going to watch some SEC games after this. Um, Georgia still hasn't scored, by the way, in Arkansas's defense. So LSU was down two at one point. They could be up now for all I know because I don't have that game on. Yeah. This has been another episode of Kentucky Daily. We thank you for joining us. Um, tough luck for the Cats to think this first game, but we'll be back on Monday to, to discuss this game and start our preview of Ole Miss. And this episode was brought to you by the Butcher's Pub with two locations, one in Pineville, Kentucky, one in Williamsburg, Kentucky. Even though Kentucky lost today, make it out to one of those two locations tonight. Uh, watch some of the night games around the SEC. I know Kentucky, South, or, uh, sorry, Tennessee, South Carolina kick off late tonight. Go out and watch that game, and uh, we'll be back on Monday. This has been another episode of Kentucky Daily. We'll see you next week. 